0: Good morning. How's everybody doing today? 1115 service looking good looking good. If this is your first time here and you're wondering why we're watching a music video at church (laughs) it's because we're in a series that we called the playlist and we've been taking different songs each week and uh, figuring out how we can apply the words of the song or the story behind the song to our lives and I want to take a moment and look into the camera and welcome those of you that are watching online right now or maybe you're watching this at a later time I don't know if you know this but each week we have hundreds of people that uh, watch us on Facebook live or they go back and they find the video or they listen to the podcast and so even more than what we're doing right here we're still reaching people that maybe can't even be here uh, that watch online and so we consider you guys to be our church family And we're thankful that you have tuned in on this Sunday morning to be a part. Anybody excited about Night of Worship? Come on, somebody. Next Sunday, we'll have our regular uh, 9.30 and 11.15 services here. And then that night, we'll be coming back. The doors will open at 5.30, and we're going to have a Night of Worship beginning at 6 o'clock. And it is going to be crazy i'm telling you it's going to be crazy in a good way crazy good and so we want you to be here i encourage you to get here uh get here at 5 30 when the doors open uh, so that you can get where you want to be all right (laughs) so that you're not you know all smashed in with everybody else and uh, be here and be here early so that you can get your spot and today we're going to be wrapping up a series that we've called the playlist and uh in this series We've been taking these different songs, and we've been kind of breaking them down, and we've talked about being different, how being different is okay. Last week, we talked about dealing with the deep. My wife brought a message last week uh, that was an encouragement. And let me tell you this. We, we've seen some people, some additional people this last week, get in groups and, and, and all that stuff, and that was a big push last week for you to get in a group because we need each other. Come on, you need people. Here's what, here's what this is not my message. This is just free for everybody today. Uh, we need people in our lives because the Word of God says that pity the person who falls and does not have somebody to pick them up. I don't know if you've ever been in a season or you've ever gone through something to where you fell and you didn't have somebody to pick you up. That's a dangerous, dangerous place to be. And so we want you to be in a group. We, our vision at, at Impact Church is for people to know God, find freedom, discover purpose and make an impact and we have ways that we orchestrate that that we want people to know God we have our weekend experiences and we do outreach and then discovering your purpose we do that through next steps where you can discover the vision of our church and you can discover what God has created you to do so that you can then make an impact which is get on the team That's our serve team, the people that serve in kids' ministry and iKids or serve in check-in or serve in the cafe or host people on Sunday mornings or on the worship team or the production team and all these different teams, prayer team. That's how we make an impact. But I want to go back to this one where we're talking about finding freedom. Because just when when you give your life to Jesus, it doesn't mean that everything in your past just went away. It doesn't mean that everything that you've always dealt with just Vanished. What you need to do is sometimes we need to find some freedom in some areas of our lives, and we do that through groups where we can take off the mask and say, me too, me too. And I want to say that, that last week was not a message or, or was not. We were talking about it this last week, and, and it wasn't something where we're trying to, to push any kind of medication or tell you what to do. What we were encouraging you, what last week was all about was get help. If you're dealing with something or you're having thoughts or you've got depression or anxiety or, or, or whatever it is for you, we want you, to, we want you to raise your hand, right? Like get in a group, find somebody that you can open up to, find somebody you can communicate to, go to go to counseling, you know, all of those things. Seek God and God will direct you and tell you what to do. But we just don't want you to feel like our, our tagline for iGroups is don't do life alone. You're not created to do life alone. You were never created to do life alone. We need to be in community with other people. So with that being said, I want to end our series. Next weekend we're starting a brand new series that we're calling Monsters. So you'll want to come back for that. Hopefully that intrigues you with just the title. Uh, (laughs) But today I want to end this series with a message that, uh, that I feel like God really put on my heart. And I think it's a game changer for you and for me. And I mentioned it a few weeks ago that God has really been messing me up with this idea of prayer. I mean, just really messing me up. We've, we've gone through, we took our, our lead team and our elders through this 21-day devotional of praying, how to pray like Jesus and, and getting some insight into that. And we've got our 21 days of prayer and fasting coming up in January. Come on, how many of you know it's important to start off the year? It's about giving God our first and giving God our best every year. So we have that coming up. And God has just really been messing with me with this idea of prayer. And I've always believed in prayer. I've always believed in prayer. I grew up in church, was around prayer. My my family prayed. But here lately, I'm just telling you, there's something. I've been reading this book even called Fresh Wind, Fresh Fire. And I don't know, maybe some of you have heard of it. Maybe you've read it. Uh, If you haven't, uh, I would highly recommend it. It is really, really good. It's all based on prayer. And the reason I think that God has been really dealing with me on this is because I believe that God is wanting to do something significant in our church. And God is wanting to do something significant through our church. And let me just clarify who the church is. The church is you. So God is wanting to do something in you so that he can do something through you, but here's the kicker. I think it all starts with prayer. And here's my fear, that God is up to something, and God is doing something, and for those of us that aren't willing to enter into this area of prayer on a deeper level, I think we're going to miss it. I think if you're not if you're not willing to dive into this idea of prayer on a deeper level, and some of you, you know, you pray every single day, and here's what I'm challenging you to do: pray more. You've set aside five minutes every day to pray, pray more, pray ten, pray fifteen. If you if you haven't prayed, my hope and my prayer today through this message is that you leave here and that you say one thing. I need to start praying. I need to start praying. And so I've titled this message When We Pray pray. When we pray. And here's here's what I think will happen. I think church growth is going to be based on prayer. That church health is based on prayer. That your breakthrough, come on somebody, is going to be based on prayer. Your healing is going to be based on prayer. Hurting people, finding Jesus is going to be based on prayer. Relationships being mended is going to be based on prayer. It's all going to be based on prayer. And if we're not willing to get in and begin to pray on a deeper level, I think we will miss it. Because if we're not if we're not people that pray, then I don't think we can withhold or we can stand everything that God is wanting to do in our lives and in our church and through us as people and as a church if we're not praying. It's just not going to work. And so I want to talk to you about this idea of when we pray. And I was preparing this last week, and I already had my main text and where I was going to go and direction. And then God, like he does so many times, he reminded me of this little passage, these these three or four verses that I want to read to you as we get started today. And then I want to point something out to you. But this is Jesus, and he's preaching a message to people. So all these people have gathered together, and Jesus is speaking, and he's teaching and he's preaching, and then it goes down, and this is Matthew chapter 6, starting in verse 5. He gets to this point, and he says, When you pray, do not be like those who only pretend to be holy. I can preach a whole message on praying and pretending to be holy. Boy, y'all aren't amen in that too much. Y'all going to help me out. I preach better when you talk back to me. (laughs) I can preach an entire message on but and sometimes it frustrates me if I'm just being real honest with you. And it might you too, when you like you get around people that just like you know, they're just holy. You know what I'm saying? Like you ask them to pray, you ask that person to pray, and they're like praying, you know, with all the King James version of prayer. You know? Thou Lord <laughs> Cometh into this spathis. <laughs> <laughs> But I love that Jesus... See, y'all, some of y'all are mad at me right now because I'm talking about it. Jesus talked about it. Y'all get mad. Y'all get mad at Jesus. Don't get mad at me. It says, they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners. They want to be seen by others. What I'm about to tell you is true. They have received their complete reward. Verse 6, when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your father who can't be seen. He will reward you. Your father sees what is done secretly. When you pray, do not keep talking on and on the way ungodly people do. They think they will be heard because they talk a lot. (laughs) That's in the Bible, y'all. You got to read your Bible. Do not be like some of y'all are like, yeah, I know that person. Do not be like them. Your father knows what you need even before you ask him. So Jesus is preaching. And... I'm trying to set a foundation here. He's preaching to these people and he gets to this point in the sermon. And I love what he says because Jesus says, when you pray. See, Jesus could have been preaching he'd be like, if you pray, do it this way. If you pray, don't be like them. Don't take your key from them. If you pray, Jesus didn't say if you pray. It's like Jesus was assuming That prayer is such a big deal, and you have watched me pray while I have been here, that you're just going to pray. You're just going to pray. He says, when you pray, it's an assumption that you will pray. And as I read this this last week, and and God brought my attention back to those at the beginning of verse 5 and verse 6 and verse 7, where he says, when you pray, and then he gives instruction. And I thought to myself, I wonder how many of us at Impact Church are praying. Well, it's awfully quiet up in this church today. Maybe you were just praying in silence right now. I don't know. I read this and I thought that the question came to my mind. I wonder how many people in our church are praying. I wonder how many people at Impact Church are praying. And so as we jump in, my prayer is that you would see the need to pray. And I want to look together at our main text, which is in Luke chapter 11. We're going to start in verse 1, if you have your Bible, or you can follow along on the screen. We're going to read 13 verses, and so just bear with me for a moment as we read the Bible in church. Amen. One day, Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples spoke to him. Lord, he said, teach us to pray, just as John Taught his disciples. I want to pause here for a minute because I love where it says Jesus was praying in a certain place. I think some of us struggle to pray because we don't have a certain place. I think that you might need to set an appointment with God in a certain place like that's my chair that I pray in, that's the windowsill that I sit in, that's the car that I drive to work. That I pray in. I don't turn on the radio. I pray as I'm driving seven minutes to work every single day. I think we need to have a place and set an appointment and keep the appointment. Teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. Jesus said to them, When you pray, there it is again, when you pray, this is what you should say Father, may your name be honored, may your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we also forgive everyone who sins against us. Keep us from falling into sin when we are tempted. Then Jesus said to them, suppose someone has a friend. He goes to him at midnight. He says, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. That's a good friend. Come on, somebody say amen. If if your friend has permission to come to your house at midnight, that's a good friend. A friend of mine on a journey has come to stay with me. I have nothing for him to eat. Then the one inside answers, don't bother me. The door is already locked. My children are in bed with me. I can't get up and give you anything. And I know it doesn't say this, but I can't. I can't help but picture in my mind, my children are in bed with me, and so I can't get up. Probably because he got somebody's legs all over his upper body, and then his other kids all you know laid up on him like this. You know, those of you that let your kids sleep with you in bed know what I'm talking about. My children are in bed with me. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, that person will not. Get up, and he won't give the man bread just because he is his friend. But because the man keeps on asking. Come on, look at somebody and say, keep on asking. Because the man keeps on asking, he will get up, he will give him as much as he needs. Isn't it good news? <laughs> you, ever, you ever been, and we'll finish reading this here in just a moment, but you ever been at home and somebody's knocking on your door or they ring the doorbell? At our house we have nap time around 1 to 3, and it seems like the mailman comes at nap time, UPS comes at nap time, anybody trying to sell you something comes at nap time, <laughs> like, like stop ringing the doorbell, and there's a knock on the door, and it's somebody, and you know they're just trying to sell you something because you don't recognize them, and they got their van out there, you know, and they're parked out in front of your house, and you're telling the kids, you're like, shh, <laughs> shut up, <laughs> we don't... Don't answer the door. You know, my kids, they love to answer the door. They're running to the door. It's like, don't answer the door. Leave it alone. <laughs> and then they're just persistent, you know. And eventually, whether you get annoyed enough or you're tired of them banging on the door, you finally go and you answer the door, right? This is the picture I get here. It's like, you ask. See, I think that some of us, this isn't even my message. I don't even know why I'm here. I think that some of us have asked, but we have not received because we quit asking right before God was about to do what we wanted him and needed him to do in our lives. And he says, but because the man kept on asking, he asked the first time, maybe the second time, maybe the third time, God's like, dude, listen, listen, I'm in bed, it's midnight, it's dark, can't even see you. Like, I'm not getting up. And he just keeps on asking and keeps on asking. And because he keeps on asking, the guy gets up and gives him everything that he needs. And I think this is a picture of how sometimes our prayer life needs to look. Don't don't give up on the asking. And here's the reason why. We go on in verse 9. It says, so here's what I say to you. Ask, and it will be given to you. Search, and you will find... Knock, and the door will be open to you. Everyone who asks will receive. He who searches will find, and the door will be open to the one who knocks. Fathers, suppose your son asks for a fish. Which of you will give him a snake instead? Or suppose he asks for an egg. Which of you will give him a scorpion? Even though you are evil, you know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your father who is in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Sometimes you just got to keep on asking. And I love, one of my favorite things about this passage was at the very beginning, and I don't know if you caught it, but it was when the disciples said to Jesus, Jesus has just come back from praying, and they meet him, and they say, Lord, teach us to pray. And here's my question. What would somebody have to do, what would you have to see in somebody's life for you to go to them and say, will you teach me to pray? Will you teach me to pray? Because this isn't the first time that Jesus has prayed. But the disciples have been watching. And I can just picture them. I like to read into the Bible some. You, you need to read your Bible, and you need to read in it into it some and just kind of put yourself in the story because I can picture the disciples over here. And Jesus goes off to pray. And they're like, why is this guy? He's always doing this. Like, he goes off to pray. And I don't know what he's saying, because we can't go with him. You know, he says, stay here, and I'm going to go over there and pray, and we can't go with him. But every time this guy comes back from praying, something happens. He prays, and somebody gets healed. We're just over here, 5,000 people, men. Most scholars believe it was around 20,000 people. They got a little bit of food, and it's like, this guy takes the food, thanks God for it, prays, and feeds 20,000 people. <laughs> so, <laughs> and they're over here, and they're like, hey, so when he comes back this time, like, why don't you ask him? <laughs> like, you teaches us to do whatever you're doing, because whatever you're doing is working, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, you come back, and something happens every time, you know, you go away and you pray. We're not really sure what this prayer thing is, but can you teach us to pray? And they're, they're looking at each other like, why don't you ask him? Like I'm not asking him. last time I asked him something, he, he responded with, "Don't you understand?" So I'm not talking to him about prayer. You ask him. I'm always the one that asks him. You know, you always got that one friend like you, you know that one kid's like, you go ask mama because she likes you. Peter <laughs> I can just picture them. Come on, sometimes you gotta make the Bible come alive. <laughs> Cause it's a <alive>. lie. <laughs> and then they're like, Peter, you like to talk. Why don't you? <laughs> why don't you ask him? So Jesus comes back and they ask him, they're like, Lord, will you teach us to pray? Like we've been seeing everything that's going on and we see what's what's happening, and every time you do this thing that you call prayer and you're gonna get alone. Like you always come back and you're like refreshed and on fire and ready to go do something for the kingdom of God. And we don't really get it all. So can you teach us to pray? Teach us to pray. And so for the next few moments, man, that's my prayer for you. Is that today you would open your heart and open your mind to say, teach me to pray. Teach me to pray. And then when you walk out of here, you would say, man, I need to pray. I need to pray. And so for the next few moments that we have together, I want to talk to you about what happens when we pray. What happens when we pray? And I want to spell out, to make it easier on you, uh, those of you that are taking notes, I want to spell out the word pray with our four points today and talk about it for just a few moments and see what God does in our hearts. So what happens when we pray? Here's number one. Prayer is powerful. Prayer is powerful. And some of us, we don't know how powerful it is because we haven't really gotten into prayer. Maybe we read the Bible, but we haven't really gotten into this prayer thing. But when we pray, we release God's power in our lives. And I was mentioning a few of these things just a moment ago. But when Jesus prayed, he had the strength to give his life for us. He prayed right before he went to the cross. He prayed. And it gave him the strength to do what God was calling him to do. Anybody in here feel like you have the strength to die for somebody today? No takers? <laughs> Jesus goes and he gets away and he's praying right before he knows he's about to be arrested and crucified and beaten and all of these things. And he prays. And I love his prayer because he's praying, God, if there's any other way to do this, can we do it that way? Can we do it that way? Can we change the plan? And, of course, God says this is, this is the plan. This is the way that we have to do it. And Jesus submits. But it's what gave him the strength to give his life for us. When Jesus prayed, people were healed. Can you imagine walking up to somebody who has a disease or has some kind of sickness or something, and you walk up and you pray for them and they're healed like right there? Just on the spot, they're healed. When Jesus prayed, people were healed. When Jesus prayed, food multiplied. Some of y'all got kids, teenagers, you're like, yes, Lord. I need that prayer life. I need that food to multiply. When Jesus prayed, storms listened. (laughs) Like the wind and the waves, they stopped when Jesus talked. And I know some of you are in here and you're thinking, yeah, but that's Jesus. Right? That's Jesus. You know, I'm not Jesus, so can't do any of that stuff. Can I read you something? (laughs) Check this out. In John 14. What I'm about, this is Jesus talking. What I'm about to tell you is true. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. In fact, he will do even what? He'll do even greater things that is because I am going to the father and I will do anything you ask in my name then the son will bring glory to the father you may ask me for anything in my name I will do it so so for those of us that are thinking well that's just Jesus right just you know that's just what Jesus did this is Jesus that's the same Jesus That was praying and healing people, multiplying food. And he says, not only will you be able and have the power to do what I did, but you'll do even greater things than I did. But here's the kicker. It starts with prayer. Jesus didn't do anything without praying first. It starts with prayer. And you and I have the same spirit living in us that raised Jesus from the dead. Is that not good news? That the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. But I'm fearful that we're not accessing all of the power that God wants to give us and operate through our lives because we're not praying. We're not taking the time to pray. It starts with prayer. Here's number two so prayer is powerful. Number two prayer reveals. When we pray, God reveals things. Prayer reveals. I can remember many times when I've been praying, and I would get an answer, and maybe some of you can relate to this, I would get an answer to a problem that I was worried about. God would reveal the answer, or how I'm supposed to handle something, or what I'm supposed to do, He would reveal it to me. Through prayer. Now I'm not telling you you're going to see a vision, and your eyes are going to gloss over, and, you know, you're going to see this image. God can do that, but even in your spirit, in your heart, God can speak something to you and reveal something to you when you pray. So prayer reveals. This church, many of you, hopefully you know this, but this church was started on prayer. We did not get together. I did not get my my family together and us sit in the living room and say, You know what would be fun? (laughs) Let's step out in faith with no money. And let's move and let's do probably the hardest thing on earth to do. Let's try to gather people around Jesus. It didn't work like that, (laughs) y'all. It was prayer. We were praying about what our next step was and what God's purpose was for our life, and this is what God told us to do. This was God's purpose and calling for our family, was to step out, move, have faith, don't have the resources to do it, but God's going to provide, and I don't know if you've looked around lately, but God's blessing what he called us to do. God will reveal things to you that he wants you to do or a purpose for your life, but it comes through prayer. It comes through prayer. Sometimes even God will, will reveal things in your life that might be holding you back, or maybe some things that you might need to change. We don't like the word change. But sometimes God's trying to take you to another level. God's trying to take you to another place. And you can't get there with the stuff that you've got right now. And so God, through prayer, is trying to reveal to you there's some things you need to change. There's some things you need to start doing. There's some places you need to go so that you can get to the next level that I'm trying to take you to. So when we pray, God reveals. Here's number three. Prayer is answered. When we pray, God answers. And here's why I believe this. I think that God always answers our prayers. He just answers them in one of three ways. His answer is either yes, no, or not yet. Yes, no, or not yet. And and sometimes we can think of times when we prayed and God's answer was yes and our circumstance changed and that person was healed and and everything, you know, worked together in our lives and it seemed like God performed a miracle and God's answer was yes. But we can also think of a lot of times in our lives when we've prayed, and, and here's, here's what we do a lot of times. We pray, and we say something like this, that, well, God's not answering my prayer. God's not, you ever made this statement, I'm praying, but it feels like my prayers are just hitting the ceiling. God's not, hearing, God's not answering my prayer. I would submit to you today that God is answering your prayer, but maybe the answer is no. And I know we don't like that, but I think that God answers either with yes, no, or not yet. Sometimes the answer is no. I've been praying for that, and God says no. God says no. Or sometimes we're praying for something, and God's answer is not yet. Because timing is everything. And God knows if I gave that to you right now, you wouldn't be able to handle it. And so I need to wait just a little bit longer, and I need to do something else in you so that when you get there, you can be there. So sometimes it's not yet. When we when we went to when we went to start the church, we revised, were advised we're a part of ARC, which is Association of Related Churches, and that's our family. And I think this weekend there, where there are over 810 churches I think now planted through ARC that organization. But when we went and and we were talking to them about our vision and. And they're they're talking to us about, you know, what God wants to do and kind of what are you thinking here and things like that. We were advised coming out of the season that we were in, we were advised to wait. We were advised to wait. Now, how many of you like when you've got a dream in your heart and something that God wants you you're just like, whoa, God wants me to do this, and then you talk to somebody and you get some wisdom and you get some counsel and then they tell you, I think you need to wait just a little bit. And maybe get some healing here. And maybe try to figure this out. And can I tell you that it, there are people in our church today that would not be here had we not waited. And I know that for a fact. <laughs> I'm not just saying that like to pump you up. and You know, well God, you know, God, woo, I'm going to wait now because God's going to do all something. No, I know for a fact there are people in our church that would not be in our church had we not waited. Because the timing wouldn't have been right. The timing wouldn't have been right. So sometimes God says no, and sometimes God says not yet. So what do we do when we pray and God's answer is no or not yet? We trust Him. We trust Him. We trust the one who says that my ways and my thoughts are higher than your ways and your thoughts, and you may not always understand what I'm doing, but I want you to trust me. So when God says no... Okay, I trust you. When God says, not yet, okay, I trust you. I trust that you have a plan. I trust that you're working all things together for my good. I trust that you're taking me somewhere and you have a purpose for my life. I trust you. So when we pray, God answers. And here's the last one. Prayer changes you. Prayer changes you. I believe when we pray, God changes us. And this is probably the most important out of all four that I've shared with you today. That when you pray, and you consistently pray, and you pray every day, and you live in this attitude of prayer, that God will change you. We begin, through prayer, we begin to think differently. We begin to see things from God's perspective. And when we pray, our heart begins to change. And a lot of times when we pray, our prayer begins to change. See, we start out sometimes it's like God I need this and God fixed the car so I don't have to pay hundred and seventy five dollars to them. You know, I think I could do it by myself and my wife doesn't trust me. So God fixed the car. <laughs>
1: See, we start out
0: praying one way, and I think as we continue to pray, God changes our prayer. And I love going back to Jesus right before he was about to give his life for you and me. He's praying, and his prayer is, God, if there's any way, will you take this away from me? If there's any other way to do this, can we do it that way? But here's what he says, but not my will, your will be done. See, here's the the kicker. When we pray, God changes our prayers and changes our perspective so that we begin to pray his will. See, some of us, the answer is no, because it's not God's will for you. But as you continue to pray, God will reveal what his will is and what his purpose is for your life. And now you'll begin to pray, God, I want your will in this area. When was the last time that you prayed and your prayer was, God, I want your will to be done in this situation? I want your will, not my will, not what I want to do because I know you have a greater plan and you're bigger and your thoughts are higher and your ways are higher and I can't completely understand everything that you're doing. And so I pray that your will be done because you know better than I do, not my will. See, prayer, consistent prayer will change you. It will change you. I love the quote that was in that music video that we watched earlier. It said, if God answered the prayers you've been praying, would it change anyone else's world but your own? See, because I think we've said it a a million times. I think God, there, there are certain things that break God's heart. There are certain things that God is after. And we sing a song called Reckless Love some Sundays where God leaves, you know, he leaves the 99 righteous to go find the one. Like, God's heart breaks for lost people. There are certain things that you don't have to pray, is this the will of God for me to invite this person to church? God cares about, like, it breaks his heart for lost people. There are certain things that break God's heart, and we need to be praying, and and God changes us as we pray so that we begin to pray what His will is for our lives. I want to invite the worship team to come back up. So here's my question. If God releases power, reveals things to us, answers us, and changes us when we pray, then why wouldn't you pray? Why wouldn't you pray? Why would you, let me put it this way. Why would you not ask the God who created you and created the entire universe what his plan is for your life? What is best in this situation? Why would we not, if God's going to reveal it, if God's going to answer it, if God is going to, going to, Give us power through it. If God is going to change our perspective and help us be the best version of ourselves through prayer, then why would we not pray? Why would we not pray? Will you stand to your feet this morning? I want you I want to I want to do something and then we're gonna sing one final song and worship and then we'll let you go. But I want you to close your eyes. If you'll close your eyes, nobody's gonna come up and grab you or anything don't be worried and here i have four questions that i want you to to ask yourself and think about with your eyes closed just just to focus on these things what power am i not experiencing in my life because i'm not praying what power what is god not able to do through me because i'm not praying what has god not been able to reveal to me because i'm not praying What is there that God could be trying to show me and God could be trying to tell me but I'm not getting it because I'm not spending time in prayer? What answers have I not received because I'm not praying? The Bible even says you don't receive because you don't ask. And then sometimes you don't receive because you ask but you ask with the wrong motive. But what could there... What what answers... Could you possibly not be receiving because you're not praying? And what am I missing in my life because I'm not praying? What am I missing out on in my life because I'm not spending time consistently in prayer? Here's what I believe. When we pray, hurting people can be healed. And when we pray, our spouse can meet Jesus, and our kids can come back to Jesus, and our marriage can change, and broken people can find hope, and our perspective can shift. But it all happens when we pray. When we pray. So here's my challenge to you before we sing this final song. I want to invite our prayer team to come down. My challenge is for you to walk out of here today and say, I'm going to start praying. If it's five minutes a day from this moment forward, I'm going to start praying. Maybe you already pray and and you pray for 30 minutes. Man. From this moment forward, I'm going to start praying for 45 minutes a day. I'm just going to call out to God. I'm going to ask God. I'm going to pour my heart out to God for 45 minutes a day. And I I challenge you and I dare you to spend time praying and talking to God every day for the next year. And come back to me and tell me that he has not changed your life and changed your perspective and changed you for the better. Everything changes when we pray. Everything changes when we pray. So I'm challenging you to pray. And here, this is for somebody today. Here's what prayer is. Prayer is talking to God. It's talking to God. It's telling God about your day. It's telling God your hopes and dreams. It's sharing with God what you're struggling with and what you're worried about and and what you have to deal with today and asking for His help in certain situations. That's what prayer is. Prayer is not anything complicated. It's going throughout your day just talking to God about your day. Talking to God about what's going on and how you're feeling on the inside and the thoughts that you're having and what that person did to you and how you're struggling to forgive that person. It's it's talking to God about those things. That's what prayer is. And so I want you to leave here today with a desire to pray. Because it's powerful. God wants to reveal things to you. He will always answer you. And it will change you every single time. Every single time. God, I thank you right now for your word. Lord, we thank you for this next opportunity to worship you. Lord, I pray that those of us that are at our seats, God, that we would worship you in this next song. And Lord, if there's anybody here who needs prayer, I pray that you would draw them, that they would come for prayer. Lord, that we would put all pride aside and we would put all of our cares aside. And Lord, that we would come for prayer if we need prayer. Holy Spirit, we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.